Hi, and welcome to Thinking Out Loud. This is Mariana And Elizabeth. Hi. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. How's it well, going? Did you guys stay up till midnight, or I'm sure you got up after midnight, <laughs> did you? Yeah, we're on a new board schedule, so it just <laughs> fell right in the middle, you know? You're like, oh, we're Not a big up. deal. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. We go to bed about 1.30 or 2. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But we... we're on this weird schedule because of the holidays and traveling and having the girls. And so, yeah, maybe we'll try <laughs> to get more organized. <laughs> Poor kid. You're going to put the put the baby on an actual schedule. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, um, we are not usually up very late, but um, Noah's relatives his dad and stepmom had a party um hawaiian style um Ooh. yeah a hawaiian style new year's party last night in san francisco so we drove out to go to the party and i played my ukulele and wore a sarong and noah wore a coconut bra and <laughs> it was kind of awesome and hilarious and we met some really cool new people that like were shocked that they'd never met us before because like they live right across the hall from Sheris and Mark. And they were like, you've been here like multiple this whole times. Time? <laughs> you've brought a big dog with you and we've never met you or like seen you or heard you even. And we're like, well, I don't know. I guess not. But um, no, we had a good time. But yeah, we got back at 2.15 in the morning. So mm, that's like, what time I was getting up again. <laughs> Two fifteen your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I was like, I was sending you an email. You should have just like, texted me. Show up at like five o'clock your time. I know. I I wasn't sure. It's all very weird at two o'clock in the morning. You're like, can I text or should I email? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, and I've I've told people this before, but you know, when you have a newborn, you're on this like crazy kind of college schedule. You know, college finals schedule, I think, is the closest thing that you can relate it to. Right. So there's this awesome Gilmore Girls. Molly, this is for you. Well, we will get Elizabeth <laughs> to watch the whole series eventually. I've seen but it. No, I've seen the whole series start to finish. You have now? Yes, yes. Okay. So do you remember the one where Rory comes home and she's making mac and cheese at like three in the morning because she's still on her final schedule and Lorelai locks her into her room? Uh, probably remember that. Okay, see, so you have seen it, but you have not seen it enough <laughs> because you can't reference that. But that's what it's like. So I was, our neighbors were so nice to bring, nice enough to bring us dinner one night and they had put it in a crock pot. And so I was, I had transferred the rest of it to a container and I was like, oh, I'm just going to run this crock pot over to their house. Let me just text her and see if that's okay. And I look at my phone and it's midnight and I'm like, yeah. oh. I should probably not run over to their house now and ring their doorbell and wake up their <laughs> three-year-old <laughs> and six-month-old. Although, you know, she was – they were probably awake too. Yeah. Because people don't, don't tell know. you the thing about having kids is even if you get them on a schedule after they're newborn, they still wake up in the middle of the night sometimes. Wow. I For the I, rest of their lives. I know. <laughs> I know. I know there were some people at the party last night that had a little boy and he was super cute, but like, I mean, he just never stopped moving and like he was, I think 18 months and they just like had these, <laughs> this like hollow haunted look. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'll take them after they're, you know, 12 or 13. 
And yeah. Before that, somebody else can expend the energy on them because that's just- You know when the hormones are kicking back in and they get really tired again? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's we'll a good one. all the time. Exactly. They just want to sleep in <laughs> on Saturdays till like 12. Yeah. Mm. So – Sam was taking the girls back uh, to meet up with their mom. And he was, so he was coming back to Columbia and I was like, it was a 30 and I was like, okay, I'm going to run this one errand. And then, um, you know, I'll find us some food because we eat at, when we don't have the girls, you know, we try to feed them at a normal time, but when we don't right. have the girls, especially in the last seven weeks, sometimes we eat at nine 30 or 10 30 or 11 because right. we're just on this weird schedule. And so we're at this restaurant at like 10 o'clock with all of the college kids who are back in town. (laughs) And I'm going, you know, I used to look at parents and be like, why do you have your kid out at night? No more. I don't, I don't question that (laughs) anymore. No, I get it. Exactly. Why is that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Why is that kid not in bed? That kid really needs to be in bed. And then you (laughs) are so non judgmental anymore because you realize. Because they slept all day. <laughs> so <laughs> You're like, I should be in bed, but that's not the point. That's yeah, awesome. exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be a crazy new year, I think. <laughs> now with uh, our kid in our lives, and then we have two more. And all, it's so exciting, I think. Yeah, there's lots, lots going on. Are you excited about 2016? I am. I have I have goals. Okay, let's hear them. Yeah. So goal number one. 30 day to- challenge goals or no, like longer, longer term goals. And you're actually voicing goals. them out loud on the first day of the year instead of I hesitantly know. saying you have come a long way, baby. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. It depends on how well I stick to them. But goal number one is to finish editing this draft because I need to get it done. So um, I want to finish editing it and then and then start like looking at processes for that for that particular manuscript and that story um, so that I can figure out what to do next with it. And then but like on a more like micro level, um, I have a write every damn day goal. Yes. So, is that your um, campaign or is that joining yeah. with something else? Nope. That's straight up me. That's um, your hashtag. So. Yep, that's mine. The writing refinery tagline. <laughs> right, every damn day. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I am. I'm resolved that I shall write every day, and I'm not really like trying to write on one project because, like, I think I would sputter and stall on that eventually, um, or want to do something else anyways. Um, so I have a. I have a book of prompts. Basically, it's like 642 things to write about from the San Francisco Writers Grotto. And um, I'm- That should last you a while. Yeah. Yeah. It'll at least last me a year. Um, But my goals there, it's really just to like be able to sit down for 15 minutes every day and just write um, on something. And- this way I don't have to um, put pressure on myself to come up with something to write every day because the the seed for the idea should be there for me every day. Um, and I'm not like trying to write hours and hours or a certain word count, although in November I will, and probably in either April or July, um, I will also have a, a word count to reach. But because that's when Camp Nano is and regular Nano. Right. But um, well, yeah, the rest of the year I want to – 
I want to write every day because I want to see um, I want to see for myself what it does for my practice. I know what I tell people it does, and I know what I've seen it does for other people um, as far as like just not making a big fanfare out of it, but just sitting down and writing something every day. So, um, so I'm committed to that, to writing something other than a tweet with 140 characters or a Facebook status. So Yeah. Well, and so, you know, even if, if you – don't need the prompt, then you can write something on a manuscript or a blog post or something like that. But then you have the prompts to fall back on if you feel if you're feeling stuck or something. Exactly. Yeah. So that might last you three years. You never know. Yeah, it could. It could last me a really long time. So I'm excited about that. That is exciting. I think that's a good thing. Just write, you know, every damn day, but don't limit yourself to how many word count or anything like that. And I'm in the process of trying to draft a manuscript too, like seriously. Like I know, seriously I've seen you it. like talking about that on the interwebs and I'm very excited about that. Well, you know, this started in Nano when uh, my goal was to get to 15,000. I didn't quite make it because of the baby thing. <laughs> well, you um, know, baby maybe. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then after November and December, what I found is that I actually had two separate kind of things going on. And so I separated those out and had 10,000 in each um, manuscript. But now I've decided, okay, this is the one I'm going to concentrate on. This is the one I'm going to do first. And then this is kind of the follow-up. So yeah, you know, Sam told me in April when I turned 30, okay, this is your year to write your book. So I kind of have April in my head as a manuscript draft. No, as a draft. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you can write 50,000 words in a month, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And you So can. I'm at 15,000 really right now. If I concentrate in January on doing 50,000, then I'm up to 65. So that I mean that's that's well on the way to having, you know, 80 to 100 by April. Yeah. Hopefully. And, and sometimes a first draft doesn't doesn't get you all the way to the 80 to 100,000 words, you know? Sometimes exactly. it falls a little short because you need to put more stuff in there later, but you can't do that till you rewrite. But the good thing is this is kind of a memoir for me about how I changed professions, took a detour in life, whatever you want to call it. And so for me, I'm finding I have lots of fodder. You know, I have lots of things that little uh, vignettes and episodes or scenes, if you will, mm-hmm. that I want to write about. Um the hardest part for me right now is the organization of it because I want to go sequentially or I should say chronologically in how it kind of happened, but it's like, okay, so where does this best fit? Although chronologically it falls here, it might be uh, more beneficial somewhere else. Yeah. Yes. And to do kind of a flashback or incorporate that story into this story or those kinds of things. So I have all of these scenes that I keep moving to different places. That's why I love Scrivener, because you just do each scene in its own separate thing, and you can drag it around later. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I have been using that a little bit, but I've actually been using that for my other draft. I should just just move it over. You can can make two different docs. Yeah. Two different Scrivener files. Exactly. Or projects or something. Yeah. Projects. Whatever they call them. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm also, um, you know, 
more concentrated on blogging. I'm also going to take your uh, suggestion and do a little e-newsletter nice. as well. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, so writing, writing, writing. And, of course, I'm starting back to work, too, so I'll be writing those sermons every week again. (laughs) So my life is going to be consumed by writing. But that's a good thing. That's That's a good thing. That's one of those things that a writer wants to hear, you know. Well, and I've also found, so I know you use the hashtag on Twitter, and our our listeners and followers should know this, but the am writing kind of connects you to a greater uh, Twitter world of writers. So I've yes. gotten a lot of interactions from that, um, just taking <laughs> taking over your hashtags that you use, which is kind of <laughs> well, which is kind of fun. Yeah, I mean that's the whole purpose of am writing. I think is to connect you to more people who are also am writing. <laughs> yeah, so I've gotten all of these um, additions to the am writing list for people. Do you know mm-hmm. what that you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Yep. So. I'm starting to identify myself as a writer. Good job. <laughs> and when That's I get the... to a certain, well, when I get to a certain point in my word count, I'll actually start voicing to people that I'm writing a book. <laughs> I'm not there yet, though. What I don't because I don't announced it on your podcast. Hello. Oh, that's world. true. <laughs> that's Mariana's true. That's a good point. A I kind of forgot that we were recording notice. here. I was just thinking <laughs> I was talking to you. <laughs> You're <Oops>. hilarious. <laughs> You're going to go back and edit that out. <laughs> no. Well, well, I've always said that I've been writing a book or, or working on a manuscript here, you know, for NaNoWriMo yeah. and stuff, but never, oh, I'm doing this in view of publication in the next year, you know? You might as or well two own years it. Or, you know, whatever. Own it, girl. You can do this. Yeah. So 2016 might be a big year for both of us. I hope so. I hope it is. It's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm starting the new year with, I finally got a new phone. Oh, you did. I know. I've been using that. That's so exciting for me. iPhone 4 for years now. And it was starting to fall to pieces. And I finally convinced Noah to switch over. It was time. It was time. Yeah, that it was time to upgrade. And so we upgraded to sixes just like two days ago. So And how do you like it? Do, are you on a six or a success? It's a success. We got So it's the big success. one. Yeah, and we did it because like we wanted to get what's like current right now so that we can again do the same thing we did with the four and like use it forever. <laughs> um and then finally upgrade again, like two or three versions from now. But, um, but yeah, I am super loving it, mostly because my apps finally work again. Yeah, <laughs> like, and they're not – it's not sputtering and uh, just dying exactly. or turning off. Exactly. And I um, I like the fingerprint technology. I put that on there and stuff. I'm, like, all fascinated with that. So now you have to put uh, in your wallet, like, your Apple Pay. Oh, yeah. I'm not really sure about that, but maybe – you think somebody else is going to use their fingerprint to take your money? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just suspicious. <laughs> well, your card's already attached to your Apple account anyways, or some card is. That's true. That's true. Actually, that particular um, card gets me miles, so I might just stick with that anyways. There you go. Just put that one on there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of amazing what you can do. I actually, well, Sam got me an Apple Watch for Christmas. Yeah, how's that? It's really interesting. You know, I've been a big Fitbitter, especially during the last uh, month of my pregnancy to keep my step count up. And so this is interesting to get used to. I will say what happened. So I started back to work on Wednesday in my church job. So I had uh, been with me at work until uh, we officially started like the Bible study portion. So Sam had come for dinner and then was taking Ben home to put him down. Um, And my phone was in the diaper bag that went home with them. Mm -hmm. And instead of staying there and looking for like an hour for my phone, I was able to look at my watch and I was, I saw that it wasn't synced because it's Bluetooth technology. And so then I was like, oh, I bet it was in the diaper bag. And it was five minutes. I called him and I was like, is it in the diaper bag? He's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's very handy. (laughs) That's amazing. It's like like, find my iPhone. I don't have to. Yeah, I have that um, find my iPhone thing on this phone. But I like it because it has the activity monitor. You also have something. Now, you can't use like run keeper. There's something you can't use. Fitbit does. No, not Fitbit. Sorry. Uh, My fitness pal works with it. um, Mm. But Fitbit doesn't, obviously, because that's a competing kind of technology. But they have an app on your Apple Watch that's called activity. And then they have something that you can track your runs and stuff like that. But you don't use the Nike Plus app? Oh, yeah. You could use that. No, I've, I haven't used that. Oh, this one's called the Workout app. <laughs> That's funny. Nike Plus. I did use Nike Plus, but uh-huh. it actually overestimates your mileage. Yep. I actually don't find that to be true. I think it depends. I think you can, A, you can calibrate it some. Um and, and it also the, depends on the GPS, like around you, right? But I feel or something like, that's like that. Every every run tracking app is that way. They're all like a little bit off based on the GPS. So, like my yep. friends Lauren and Leslie and I would run, and we would each have different, um, <laughs> different, yeah, lengths for the run, and we would run like the same distance together. So, like her, like Lauren's would be the the most generous and give us the most mileage and Leslie's for a while was the least generous and mine was kind of in the middle and then now mine is the least generous and theirs are so you're generous. although now so do you I remember which ones they them. are you're Nike plus yeah we were all doing Nike plus so oh that much. you were all using the same app and it was that much different exactly exactly huh so it's yeah it's a GPS thing for for all apps, but. Well, that's funny that you were using all of them because I've heard different people complain about, you know, that as they're trying to train, because in some cases, you know, some of my runner friends would say it's, it's as much as a half a mile off, which is significant if you're training. So I, um, I mean like a 10th of a mile, isn't that big of a deal to me, but like a half a mile. Yeah. The thing is like, I, I really feel like you can calibrate that so like what but I guess it depends on how you do your runs so like especially when I'm doing a long run I have um this website that's like um what's it called oh it's called gmap-pedometer oh g gmap-pedometer and I go there and um I use that map to map out the distance 
um, for my route. Um, so that so I can you see already know running nine miles, yeah. then I'm like, okay, this is all the distance that I'm going to go. And this is how many miles it is. And it tells me like, you know, with, um, decimal points, how far I'm going to go. So then I can compare that to my phone when I get back from my run. And I usually change the, um, the mileage to correspond to it if yeah. it needs to be changed, but it doesn't, it doesn't so much right now, but, um, but yeah, if it needs to be changed, then I make it add up. So, yeah. And you can do that with my map, my run too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, um, because that's using actually, you know, the mapping technology. So it's not just the motion right. that you have on your wrist or your phone or whatever. So have you tried to run with the success? Cause it's huge. No, no, I have. Um, I mean, I just got it like two days ago and I'm supposed to, I was going to run today, but it's like so windy out that I can't even. I can't even like talk myself into it. I'm like, oh, I oh yeah, no, because um, I hate running in the wind. I don't mind cold. I don't mind rain. I don't mind hot. Well, I do mind hot, but I can get around <laughs> hot here. But you can't get around the wind. It's just there. So, anyways, um, but no, so I haven't run with it yet. And I think, well, I mean, I have like a, an armband that I use usually, but I don't think it fits in this armband. So no, a new one. And I used to, yeah, I used to run with my four all the time in my little armband. But the right. six, I haven't figured out a way. I can walk with it, but I can't run with it. Um, so in that case, like the Apple Watch is awesome because it's just oh, yeah, on your I'm wrist. Sure. <laughs> nice. It, although it's more accurate when you, if you ha- take your phone with you too, but I'm okay. Yeah. And, um, oh, I was going to say, so it's been raining here and we mm-hmm. have obviously we had that huge flood in October. And so it's, I mean, it's just staying because none of the dams are fixed. And so we're just like sitting in all of this flood water. And finally yesterday I just took the dogs running in the rain. I was like, well, it's not pouring (laughs) and it's kind of drizzling and we're all about to go crazy, you know? But the funny thing is, Go ahead. When we got back, their fur was – I was going to give them a bath, but their fur was a lot better. <laughs> so I was like, well, natural bath. Excellent. You're like, never mind. You're clean now. <laughs> That's awesome. I was going to say the only thing I don't like about – the only thing I really don't like about running in the rain is I have glasses. and Oh, yeah, and they fog. Seeing. It's not even just fog. It's like just like spatter, rain spatter. Well, and I, if I, if it's raining, I run in a hat. Have you ever run in a hat? Um, I have, but I haven't when I was raining. I'll have to try that. Yeah. That might help a little bit. I do. It was I funny do. because Waylon stayed right next to me, like really close to me, which he usually doesn't do. And I'm, I was wondering if maybe I was protecting him from the rain a little bit. <laughs> Probably. He's like, I'm going to be underneath your wing here, mom. Yeah, exactly. Like my, my the pump of my arm or something like that. Cute. So funny. Awesome. Those crazy dogs. Well, so, so do you have um, writing books that you're going to be reading this year? Any like crafty craft books that you're like excited about or crafty are you, craft um, books? Well, know. I've actually, I've just, well, we'll start, we'll, we'll talk about this. So I'm upping my reading challenge on Goodreads yeah. because, you know, I said I, I turned 30, so I was going to try to read 30 books and I think I made it to 37 nice. or something like that. So I'm going to go with the Elizabeth, um, 50 book challenge. <laughs> no, you do a hundred books or something like no, that. No, no, don't no, no, you? No, no. I don't oh, okay. do a hundred books. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's crazy. You do 50. 
Yeah, usually I do like 50 or I think one year I did 60, but um but usually I do. So I'm going to try to do 50, but I'm also going to count the ones that I read with the girls. Like I have Matilda on here. Uh-huh. And I hadn't been counting the chapter books that we had been reading together. Um but I'm going to do that. Oh, oh, and so I'm reading I was right now I'm reading Yes Please by Amy um Poehler. Oh, yeah. you, it's her it, memoir, but. but she has this wonderful introduction about writing. Uh, I, and I, Oh, I meant to have it with me, but I think I can remember. She said, um, she says, I don't know. I don't know. I, I consider myself a good writer, but I don't know how I got convinced to write this book because writing is hard work. I mean, it's hard work and it's hard all <laughs> the time. And she talks about how she has to read. I mean, how she was having to this you know, where this book was written, which I always love when an author puts that into their book. And she was like, this book was written on the subway and at two o'clock in the morning and at five o'clock in the morning and at 12 o'clock at midnight after the kids went down and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, so this for me is inspirational because she is filming 12 hours a day and she's got kids and she's trying to write a book. And I was like, okay, well, I can be that crazy person (laughs) if I have someone else who I know went through the process with kids and work and all that kind of stuff then sure I can do this too and but that's what you hear I mean I think that those are the stories you hear from people after they've written a book is this was written really late at night and really early in the morning and I just told myself I was gonna do it right yeah. Which is, this is interesting because I, it, it was about probably 10 o'clock last night and I got a manuscript um, submission at 10 o'clock last night. And I was like, this was his goal. He was going <laughs> to finish his manuscript in 2015. And congratulations, you did it. And I was like, right. you submitted it for publication before 2015 was over. Mad Ooh. props to you. Exactly. And two hours to spare, you know? Right? He has two hours to celebrate or to, like, cry in his soup or something. <laughs> or sleep or, that's you awesome. know, whatever yeah. you need to do. And I think, I think that's what, you, that's what you have to do. You have to have the kick in the pants to say, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it if it means sleep deprivation for the next year or the next month or, you know, whatever it takes to actually do it. And in the same way, you know, I, I had never done a reading challenge. I'd always read before, but I had never kept track of how many books I read in a year uh-huh. until we started doing this. And honestly, until Goodread kind of ticks them off for you, as you say, I right. finished this book. You know, that is very convenient to have the tools to do it. So yeah, 50 books. Um, so I want to continue to read kind of the memoir uh, genre because that's what I'm going for and then uh i also have stephen king's on writing nice yeah i read that that was a good book yeah and then um oh who's the um my my brain totally went blank on the writer that you always reference that blogs about writing uh chuck wendig Yes. Okay. So he's yeah. saved now on my favorites too. Nice. That's yeah. And that's not a bo- That's not a um. That's not a book, but yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, five hundred ways to write harder is a book. I will recommend it to you on Goodreads right now. Oh, awesome! Book, but but also, I think his. 
blog too. Blog. I mean, he writes yeah. a lot about writing on his blog. Yeah. The process. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much all he does. So, um, yeah, you should. Okay, totally so read my him. friend, my friend wants to read sixty-two books in two thousand and sixteen. Nice. And sometimes I wonder, like, how do you get that? <laughs> Some people do. Like, I there are a couple of reading challenges that I looked at, and like people are reading like. A hundred books, more than a hundred books in a year, and I'm like, how? Wow, do, you do this. But like, they're they're power readers for like romance or um, oh yeah or yeah like yeah YA or stuff like that, and so they're just like chewing through books. It's insane, utterly insane. But um, yeah, like I don't I I don't know that I would enjoy reading that way. That's just not how I do that. But but yeah, so fifty books for me. 50 books for you this year. I count manuscripts. Yeah, so I read – Do you count manuscripts? Mm, like Goodreads sometimes, doesn't, not really. Goodreads doesn't count them, but I count them, but especially when they're like full length, you know, like 80,000 yeah. words, 100,000 words. I count that as – I'm like, okay, so I read this I book. Did, it may not have been a good book, but, but I read it. I did it. count it. I do count it when it then becomes published. Right. So like oh, Stacy's, okay. I marked it as having read it once it came out. You know, yeah, yeah, but no, I mean, I count it towards my. I've read fourteen books so far. You know that kind of thing. So I've read, I read thirty-five books of thirty, but I know I didn't keep track of some of them. Yeah, well, that's too bad. So I think I can do it. I, look, I'm going to do it right now. Goodreads, 2016. I want to read fifty books in 2016. Yeah. Take nice. the challenge. Look at us making all these like resolutiony type things. We're going to finish oh, a Oh, you just did it, too. I just liked yours. <laughs> yes. Listeners, isn't this interesting to hear us uh, just vocalize how we're interacting with each other online? <laughs> well, if you're not already, like, friends with us online, you totally need to join so that we can, yeah. like, all be, you know, enjoying each other together on Goodreads. You can find us both on there. I'm writing Refinery. Um, and Mariana, are you... Mariana Harrelson. Yeah. On Goodreads. Look us up. Yes. Come on, readers. Yes, Look seriously. Especially because I think it's important for us to note that Elizabeth, remember when we started this podcast, was not bad mouthed Goodreads completely. And I still do. I still so, do technically. There's things that I use it for, right? So I use it for Because it's a great tracker. Yeah, exactly. I, keep, I use it for, you know, when people recommend books to me as well. Um, but like, I feel like uh, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. I still don't, unless I know the person, I don't like take any of the reviews seriously. But that's that true about Amazon too. So right, exactly. I mean, exactly. It's not like you don't order from Amazon because you don't like the review part of it. Right. Well, but you know, Amazon owns Goodreads, so it's same difference. It, it is now. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I do like the the virtual bookshelf because it's I know. highly useful for me, especially well, when, and it's, you know when I'm like, have I read this book yet? Oh, look, look I have read this book. <laughs> especially for me, who tends to right. reread books and be like, what? This is so familiar to that. You're like, I feel like so similar to that book. <laughs> I know, and I was just thinking that now. Um, I've already read a book in 2016 because we just finished with Matilda Matilda with the girls, even though it was only like 20 pages. Nice. Oh, well, count it. Yeah, count it. 
Um, and and listeners, in case it maybe is muddy in the water here as we're like going through this whole talking about what we're going to be reading and reading challenges, um, and in case it just hasn't occurred to you, reading is a huge part of being a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, newsflash. Amen. So if you are want to be a writer, if you are writing and you're not reading, especially if you're not reading in the genre that you want to write in, you need to reevaluate because you need to, you really need to be, um, you need to be educated on the, the tropes and the styles and the conventions of the genre you're writing in. And you need to be educated in the craft of writing and you need to be educated in, um, things that are not in your genre so that you can, you can, um, blur the lines where you need to, or so that you can see what other um, authors are doing, what the world is listening to, um, paying attention to, because it's just, it's a huge, huge um, part of facet of being a writer is knowing how people use words and, and crafting how you use words based on what you see other people doing. So um, join Goodreads, even just for that, right? Join us there and like, find some more books to read that are going to spark your interest that are going to help you like make your craft better because it's definitely, definitely, definitely important to do that. And when you get stuck too, I mean, I think this is a huge part of it. If you get stuck uh, trying to write or trying to draft, that's what you do. You take a break and you read. Right. And you yeah. read and you good do writing. It for inspiration. And you also do it just for, um, for, information for to how inform your own practice but um so yeah it's super good i think i was listening to um to the diy mfa podcast um diy mfa radio and she interviewed uh jane friedman is jane friedman is that who she interviewed she interviewed um hang on i'll tell you who it was um La, 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 la. I can tell you Janet Reed. That's who it was. She also, I feel like she interviewed Jane Freeman too, but Janet Reed was the one interview that I was listening to recently. Who's the query shark. If you um, Google her, she has a website called the query shark. Um, but anyways, Janet Reed was saying that um, if you are, want to write in a particular genre, you need to read at least a hundred books in that genre in order ah. to be educated on that. And, you know, like when people give recommendations like that or best practices, that's not always true. But if you are writing a science fiction novel and you never read any other science fiction, that might it's be a red It's flag. not going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> so you really might want to read a few of the the new stuff that's coming out and then like also the the greatest hits kind of books as well so that you get an idea of what people continue to consume even years and years after um, it's been published and then what's coming out now um, and how that looks now because it will help you so much to be able to write better. But well, and you I can't think. ignore that there's seminal text in every genre. You know, exactly. you have to yeah. be aware of that. And I can't I can't tell you the number of people that I encounter as authors who are saying, oh, well, I'm going to do sci-fi, but it's kind of different sci-fi. I'm like, it's not actually, <laughs> you know, you're not going to re- you're not going to create a whole new genre. Right. Yeah. We're like, it's well, not going to happen. So, you know, that whole phrase from Ecclesiastes, it says there's nothing new under the sun. Exactly. That'd be what. Yes, you're going to have your own voice, but you need to work on your voice, not creating a new genre. Exactly. Exactly. 
And I mean, there's genre bending stuff out there all over the place, but you weren't going to be the first. And no, and genre mashup. Be, yeah. You're not going to be the last word on that subject. So you just got to do it well. <laughs> well, and Sam, so Sam and I have been talking about this in 2016. What are we going to do? And and we're seriously considering um, just getting more bookshelves and making our living room area not have a TV at all, but just have bookshelves so that it's a library kind of feel so that when the girls come over, that's what they're. I mean, we have tons of bookshelves anyways. They yeah. they have lots of books around them. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. They have bookshelves in their room. They have books all around them. But, you know, there's so much time that we waste, all of us waste, by not thinking purposefully about how we want to spend our time. Yeah, so, well, and, you know, if you have the TV as a focal point of your um, communal living space, then, of course, that's going to be what you look at, right? As opposed to... Exactly. And not even if it's the focal point, but if it's big enough that it's a, you know, that's a piece of stagnant furniture in that room. It's a presence, you know, so it's always an option there. Sure, the bookshelves are options too, but it's now competing. So, you know, we were, we're big Top Chef fans. That's what we're, (laughs) that's our show (laughs) that we're watching. But we made this decision that, you know, we have gone back and forth between having cable and not having cable. And so we dropped cable and we, we decided if we're going to watch TV, we want to watch a show that we pick together. You know, that's what right. we want to do. So, you know, we've been uh, watching this series of Top Chef and Sam looked at me last night and he said, we could watch this on an iPad. The two of us could watch this on an iPad pretty easily or on our laptop. And it, it's not going to, I mean, it doesn't need to be bigger for us to enjoy it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We have, um, a, we bought a flat screen TV a few years ago, you know, like we, it took us that long to get there. Um, yeah. late adopters of technology, if you haven't figured that out yet. Um, but like we, it still fits into the, we have like this armoire where the old TV went. Yeah. And so you, so, you, so you can close it away, too, but yeah, we close the doors. So then the doors are closed and it's just a nice piece of furniture that's in there. And we have other stuff in the drawers and, you know, things like that. So it's not, it's just, you know, it can be there, but it's not like staring at us, <laughs> waiting for us to use it. It's like out of sight and we can do other things and focus on art or playing games or reading books or writing or knitting or whatever else is it is that we want to do with our time. But anyways... Well, and I think that's one of the strong things about this practice of the new year, celebrating the new year and making resolutions. It's really thinking about how you want to spend your life and how you want to spend your time. Yes. And so it's a good practice. You know, some, one of my friends posted on Facebook, you know, here are my three goals for uh, 2016. Now, I don't know if I'll accomplish that, but that's not really the point. The point is going through this process right now to say, exactly, this is a new year. These are the things I want to see changed in my life and habits that I've developed that I am admitting to the world here, i.e. my friends that I don't like, that yeah. I want to do differently. Yeah, and I, I think kinda, that's what I love about New Year's resolutions is like, you know, sure, everybody breaks their New Year's resolutions at some point because we just do because we're humans and we, you know, like 
we just fall off the wagon sometimes. It just happens. But like, and just, life happens. You know, exactly. stress stress inducing things that that send us into these kind of survival mode um, habits. But that, you, can, you know, but you can like the hope that is embodied in like making a resolution. That's what I like. You know, exactly the idea that you're like, okay, so I may not keep this resolution, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to commit to it anyways, because like if I choose not, not to commit to anything, then I'm not going to do anything. But if I choose to commit, even knowing I might fail, then at least I'll move forward. And I think that's great. Yeah. Well, and it's a process for us, at least of reexamining our life and saying, is this really how we want our life to be? Right. You know, I imagine it's important. Yeah, I imagine the story of that you've told about you and Noah moving across country, you know, like, yeah, okay, we are making this step to move all the way over here. Yep. But there's yep, so we- many people who are so scared of doing that. And I understand, like, you have kids, you don't want to take them out of their school away from their friends, like, all of that complicates it. You have sick parents, you have all kinds of things. But if you don't even take the time to examine that and consider other options i think that's where we fall into unhappiness yeah exactly where you start because you're not even imagining that life could be different and sometimes life can't be different you know but yeah it doesn't always have to be a huge change either i think that was another thing that gabriella was post uh, podcasting about recently too is that like resolutions like sometimes they're you know about this big picture and you know, they can seem so overwhelming and like, how could you ever accomplish that? But so sometimes resolutions need to be that one, that one small thing you can do to move you towards your larger goal. So, I mean, for me, that's what the whole writing every day thing is. It's not about like, you know, writing another big manuscript or writing, you know, 200,000 words in 2016. It's about, you know, writing something every day, no matter what. The little diligences exactly. that, that carry you to the bigger goal. Exactly. So we hope you'll join us on our resolutions and our re-resolutions because those are bound to come. And as we consider this, continue this podcast. And I'm, I'm going to say something else. In 2016, I want to meet you in person. Yes, let's do that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Please, let's do that. Okay, so I I'm think that be should be Nashville one of our joint goals. I'm going to be in Nashville in June, and I'm going to be in New York City in August. Um, okay, I think we Great. should find a conference that we can converge at. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we have to look at the June dates, though, because I already know when I have to be in Greensboro. Okay. In June. Okay, well, we'll do that offline. But in case people want to know, that particular conference is Utopia again this year. I'm totally going, and I'm very excited um, to be able to go back this year and be part of that. And if you want your goal to meet us in person, come on. Yeah, we're telling you where we're going to be. I'm also going to the Writer's Digest conference in August um, because, because, because. Is that in New York? Yes. Um, But my friend Gabriella uh, from DIYMFA, she is – Um, She got picked up by Writer's Digest, their publishing arm, and they're publishing her book, which is the DIY MFA book. Um, Nice. And so it comes out like right around then. She's going to have a book launch party and stuff. So I'm going to be all like swank and wear my black and go to New York and go to a book launch party. (laughs) I'm very excited. Uh Yes. 
anyways. So those are two. But let's do some more. Yeah. Yeah. Or I can come out to San Fran. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You should totally do that, too. Since our plan this summer got thwarted. (laughs) It did get thwarted. That's okay. It happens. You know, life happens. It does. Cool. Excellent. Okay. Resolutions. <laughs> Yay for resolutions. So tell me what you're reading now. Um, so right now I'm I'm almost finished with, and I'm actually very sad about this and kind of concerned because it's not wrapped up yet. So I'm like, um, are you writing a Come on. This? I really Come hope. <laughs> um, I'm reading Egg and Spoon by Gregory Maguire, and I love Ooh. it. Oh my goodness, I love it so much. So um yeah, um I highly recommend it's it's um I'm, Ooh, this looks I, good. It's kind of a fantasy-ish genre. Um, it's set in Russia. There's Baba Yaga. There's a Fabergé egg. There's like um, a firebird um, and it, the Tsar and the peasants. And I, it's just, I love it. It's just adorable and sweet and wonderful. And, um, and for people who don't recognize Gregory Maguire's name, he also wrote Wicked, which the musical is based on. Oh, um, Yeah. So, and I, I really like Wicked as well, but, um, but Egg and Spoon is just, it's just a lovely read. I'm really, really enjoying it. And yeah, I'm hoping that if he's, I'm hoping that he's not just going to like train wreck me at, with the ending and that it he's going to write a sequel to it <laughs> oh, because it's getting really close. And I'm like, seriously, like, like we just got to like the crux of the matter. So <laughs> Like, you can't wrap it up yet because we still don't know what happened. But um, anyways, it's great. And I'm, and I'm loving it. I'm going to have to add that to my Goodreads list for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to recommend And I'm reading – yes, please. Okay. <laughs> I'm reading Yes, Please, actually, by Amy Poehler. Yeah, you are. <laughs> good, lead, good lead in. And it's it's <laughs> – I mean, okay, I'll self-admittedly, I'm a parent of a newborn and I keep falling, in pa- falling asleep on page six. But, I mean, that page, the, the introduction, I just flew through on writing. And soon I'll get readjusted and uh, read at a different time of day. So I quit falling asleep because it's yeah. not because the book's boring. <laughs> it's just <laughs> because I'm exhausted. And I'm excited about this. So I've read Bossy Pants by Tina Fey. And I think there's this there's this kind of uh, resurgent of probably you would call it, would you call it women's fiction? It's not fiction, but women's nonfiction. But all of these women who are in the public eye, like Sheryl Sandberg and Tina Fey, are writing these kind of memoirs. Um, so I'm kind of working my way through those. Nice. Um, we should talk about that at some point like that whole women's fiction women's literature categorization yes we should because i tend to read these apparently and i didn't know it was a whole separate genre but because it's like it can be disparaging to the literature without really knowing that um so it's just interesting um i won't try to get into it completely we should save it for next week or when we remember again. That's what I'm going to start saying next week or when we remember that this was one of the topics that we were going to do. So like, I think I've explained this to probably not to you, but I've explained this to other people before. Like I have, um, my brain process. It's not a tornado cause things aren't moving that fast. It's more like a hurricane where like, like something will 
be there and I'll be like, oh, yes, that's a great idea. And then it get whip, it's get, gets whipped away by the wind and then sure, it's just yeah. like gone for a while. But then like it's a big cycle, right? Because a hurricane is one big like rotating arm. Um, so it goes out to the ocean around, and then so eventually comes back to you. Comes yeah. back around. And I feel like that's <laughs> how our podcasting is too. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. And then like weeks later, months later, we're like, oh, hey, we were going to talk about that. Let's talk about that today. <laughs> So I love it. We're obviously not That's kind of how my life events, is. But we are good for like, you know, talking about stuff. <laughs> well, and Sam actually talks about this in my conversation. He's like, you just skip all over the place. I'm like, no, no, I don't skip. It's a big circle. So I'll get exactly. back around to it. Just wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. And exactly. there it is. <laughs> exactly. It all gets resolved. Just not. I don't converse linearly. <laughs> No, and that's it's really okay. I enjoy that. It works yes, well it works well for us for sure. <laughs> We'd probably feel like we had less to say if we had to talk in a specific order. That's true. So, if you want to talk to us about podcasting <laughs> or running or dogs or you know whatever you know, Reading, engage writing. us. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Well, really, anything probably we'd probably <laughs> just talk to you about it. Where could they find you? You can find me on the web at writingrefinery.com and you can find me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Pinterest, and Goodreads, all at Writing Refinery. Um, me and my little writing raven were there. Um, come look for us and talk to us about stuff. And if you want to join me in my Write Every Damn Day challenge, yes, please, let's do please it. Please let me know. You can hop over. Um, if you go to my website, writingrefinery.com and scroll down you can you'll find a list of my blog posts there just click through to my blog and come uh come tell me that you're going to join me so that I can encourage you and um we can we can keep track of each other's progress yes and then if you want to talk to me about publishing about reading about writing about oh well having a baby now sure I'll talk about that <laughs> it I'm I'll talk about specific. having babies too, but you know, yeah, in a different way, <laughs> different perspective. <laughs> then you can find me at harrelsonpress.com, at Harrelson Press on Twitter, and Harrelson Press on Facebook. Yay. All, All right. right, listeners, it's a new year. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>